Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to our No More Leadership BS podcast. Here we are starting out the new year, and um, we'll find out who's all here with us today. Mr. Jeff Conroy, are you here? Wiggity, 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 what up? Oh, is he ever here? He got it. He must have had a wonderful New Year's Eve party, huh? Or or Bailey's uh, in my coffee. Or Bailey's in your coffee. And Dr. Sam Jennings. Oh, friends, happy to be here. And we're always happy when Dr. Sam joins us. Geoff. She didn't say that about me. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm not going there. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have Bailey's in his coffee. <laughs> He's a doctor. He's smart like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. G. Ob McLaughlin is with Professionals at Play and say hello. Hello. <laughs> Gosh, he follows directions too. Only when it's an intelligent woman telling me what to do. <laughs> and last but not least is Jeff Geyer. We have got to stop doing this at happy hour. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> It is just a fun, fun time. As usual, we have a warm-up period in the green room, and it always gets us going. And I, sometime we talked about doing a bloopers roll. Not going to do it this year. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think it'd be entertaining. It <laughs> but today, this is a new year after all. And we talked about last episode how New Year's resolutions don't work. Yep. And they... Don't work. How many of you guys have made a resolution this year? Or in, in previous years, resolutions that actually took root and grew? Very few, if, it, if ever. Yeah. You say and grew? And grew. They took root and grew. No, the only thing I ever, res- yeah, maybe once, maybe once or twice. Yeah, for me, Myra, the ones that grew or actually came to fruition is ones that I put in action with instead of make just making the resolution on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day that, boy, I I wish I could do this year. I I actually said, this is something I'm going to do. And then here's the key. I actually got about doing it. And those ones were... What do you think the reason is that worked out? Whereas the other ones is just, oh, that sounds nice, but it's too hard. For me personally, those resolutions grew from a wish to a want Instead, I, I wished I had this, and then, then it kind of grew into, boy, I, I really want this. And then the the part that got it to get to action was, I need this. So I, the progression was wish, want, need. And once I got to the point where I, I need to do this, for lots of reasons, part of it's because it's I, I figured out who I am, and part of it is financial, or part of it is just uh, I wanted to do it. So I wish, want, need, and once I got to that part, the action came, and, and then you end up getting whatever that resolution or goal was. Yeah, it sounds like you had a real strong why. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I discovered a strong why. That's correct. Yeah. It didn't start with, with the why, but along the way, be- between the wish and the want, I found the why. There you go. Uh, Dr. Sam, have you had any luck with making a a commitment to a resolution? No. And I was thinking about the why that is, as uh, Jeff was sharing. And I'm a big fan of self-deprecating humor, but I think that a New Year's resolution is just self-deprecating. You pick the thing you like least about you and say, by golly, by gosh, it's the end of this thing. And then you don't change behavior. So then you start feeling pretty crazy about yourself because you didn't do anything about the thing you like least about yourself or your situation. So no, resolutions don't work because in part, we assign it to a time, which is completely arbitrary. It's a flip of the Gregorian calendar, which is cute and all, but it doesn't mean that you've changed how you view the world. It just, it's a new number on the calendar. Let's talk about if we did want to make a resolution that stuck, whether it was at the flip of a calendar or at at a certain time in your life, on your birthday, on Christmas, whenever. You have to have a starting time. But goal set, basically with goal setting, which is what this is, because a resolution is not the same as a goal. A resolution, if you take it apart, it's a re-solution. It's, it's finding a solution to something that hasn't been fixed before. But that's good. You're saying you're going to do something, but it does not have a goal to it. It doesn't have the smart values and all that kind of stuff. To start out, to, to make a commitment, I think, and I'm going to throw this out here, I think it starts with a vision. And I keep thinking about Napoleon Hill's quote, whatever the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve. Conceive, believe, and achieve. So, Conroy, Jeff Conroy, what do you think needs to happen before you can make, what's the first step? I like what, what Sam said, and I like what Jeff said, Jeff Geyer, but I'm interested in what you think. What has to happen? I think you got to buy into that vision. One of my big stories was about seven years ago, I decided I wanted to do an Ironman. And it was one of those, if I'm going to do it, I have to commit to it and I have to set myself up to do it. I also held myself accountable to lots of different people. So people were in on what I was doing. So I was being held accountable to them as well in order for me to do it. Cause I couldn't just quit. Then I'd have a whole bunch of people saying, what happened to this? And, and it's, it's just one of those things that you've got to fully wholeheartedly buy into. And yeah. it has to be your decision. It, yeah, it's mine. I was the one, I was stupid enough to say, I'm going to do an Ironman. i'm curious what was your vision when you said that you would do that it was just health it was uh challenging myself i was seven years younger i was turning 50 and i wanted to do something to challenge and it was it was anybody who's ever considering doing an iron man it hurts a lot and it's a second job it really is a second job i'd work eight hours a day then i'd go you know swim for two hours uh, or I'd go run for two hours. It was a second. It was a second job. So you really have the commitment has to be there. You can't just do. You can't half ass it. You got a whole asset. <laughs> you got a whole asset. You're going to fail. You are going to fail. Uh, what? Okay. Geoff, you you jumped in there. What makes you whole asset? That's a new term. <laughs> whole asset. You got That's a no leadership BS term. Not a whole asset. Exactly. It has to come down to your why. Honestly, it has to come down to why do you want to do the thing? Because if you don't have 
the strong enough why, you're not going to be committed to it. It has to, there's at some point the, it's like, for instance, Jeff doing a, a triathlon. That's a painful, that's not a pleasant experience. Like I've watched many triathletes. It looks miserable, but the why behind it is to say that you've done something that is so incredibly challenging that only a very small percentage of the population on the planet has actually completed. Correct. And to say that I've done this, I'm one of the few people that has actually completed this task is a feather in somebody's cap or like I did it, that personal satisfaction. So if your why behind it is powerful enough to make you fight through the training of the pain and the the suffering of doing something like that, you, you have to have that reason. If you don't have the reason, no matter what your goal is, it's not going to happen because you're not going to do the work, the commitment, the action that actually leads to success. Yeah. And the hard part about that, like Conroy, you could say this too, is that three or four weeks, you don't see a difference. You don't feel any different. You don't notice the change that is happening. Nope. And it's a slow process. And this is why people with physical fitness goals tend to quit because they don't see any success right away. Yeah. And I think it was something like 90 some odd percent of New Year's resolutions are, are misbased. Yep. And that's they, why they all go, Oh, we're going to get the, the big thing in January. We're going to go. And they go for seven days and they're like, I don't have to just stop eating cookies and drinking beer. <laughs> I, I, I actually had an ab. <laughs> I didn't have Together. abs. Together. I had an ab. But yeah, ab. The, the, the whole training for me was a year and a half. It was, yeah. and that's why I had, that's why I told other people about it is mm -hmm. to hold me accountable. And the other thing is the planets have to align. You can do all the training you want, but you also have to rely on your, and that's what happened to me. My, yeah. my bike broke. So coming up, Micah Hill, that was awesome. If that idea was your wife's idea, I think Jeff, that you need to go on, uh, be an Ironman. How? I'd say you go do it. <laughs> and how motivating now I would say you go do it and my point behind this isn't that as leaders something that we do to the people we're trying to lead yeah, often that mist mistake is made yeah but the leader's job is yeah. to create a vision ah, it's, a, it's a man on exactly where I want but, to but, go. It's a man, but, but there's a difference between a, a leader and a manager a leader's job, yes. job is to create a vision. A manager's job is to attain goals. It's a leader's job to be agents of change. It's a manager's job to, to just keep the status quo. It's that type of stuff. We as leaders have to impart a vision that people will buy into and get excited about. I've done strategic plans where I'll say, these are the four goals that we're going to do. Each department, how are we going to attain these goals? And let them come up with their goal. And, 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 and when, it was amazing. When they do that, what are they doing? They they are attaching their aspirations, what they believe of them, yes, mm -hmm. into yeah. to the goal, the vision, yeah, of not only themselves but of of the company as well. But you hire you hire people on to bring and work with people to use their mind, not impart what I want you to do, how I want you to do it. This is the goal. This is the end game. How are we going to get there? And let them use their mind. And their experiences and their paradigms to create that, to attain that goal, in my opinion. That is, that is so spot on, Conroy. And make sure when you're this, don't miss that point there that leadership isn't about you, it's about all the other people. And until you that mindset about that I'm the leader, I'm not the manager, I'm the leader, and it's about helping other people become who um, they want to be. And, and all the things, Conroy, you were just 
Uh, until you make that mindset shift, you're going to be standing there by yourself and you're and you're not going to, you may reach some of your goals, but it's going to be by dumb luck, not because you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I give some pushback on that though? Just a tiny bit. Okay. So pushing away yeah. here. You're bigger than me. You can push back all you want, right? Let's, let's mute him. Mute him. Yeah, mute him. <laughs> mute him now. Mute him now before he starts something stupid. Jenny in Eastern Oregon, I just want to let you know that McLaughlin is infamous for doing this. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so my question would be this then. What about those industries, those groups that have job? Specifically, I'm thinking like my some of the teams that I work with in manufacturing, mining, that kind of stuff, where the, the job is monotonous. It's the same thing all the time where you have safety protocols that you have to do this way. So there's that training piece of here's how you do the job. With those kind of jobs, with those kind of uh, employees, what's the leadership motivation? How do you find those goals, those performance indicators when something can only happen every so often? There's a specific time set. You can't necessarily go faster on welding something together. You can't necessarily go faster on blasting a rock wall and getting the ore out. There's only so much you can do. How do you motivate those teams to, to achieve goals? What's your thought on that? I have to jump in here because I have some real strong thoughts on that. I think that you're getting doing mixed up with being. This is the job is the doing. Who they are and what they want to achieve is who they want to believe, or who, who they want to be. So if we can tap into, I want to be the best miner out there that never has an accident yeah, for whatever reason. They have to find their own whys. And that's part of leadership is to tap into people's whys so that you can help them forge their path to what you want to get done. Yeah, I, I agree. That's I, what I was I, I, Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Myra. And Geoff, I'd say that the leader's job isn't to motivate people. A motive is a, a personal internal thing. As a leader, my job is to create an environment that people can flourish in. And Myra was just saying whether that's a, yeah. a personal goal to be the best miner or to, to weld the best bead or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't impart that on them. I create an environment where they can find that, discover that for themselves. Cockrell says that even. He says, my job isn't to motivate you. My job is to make you the best that you can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, My job is not to motivate you. I hire motivated people. I don't hire people right. to motivate them. I hire motivated people. Then I make them, I let them be the better. Yeah, mo motivation's an internal, personal thing. It can't come from outside. Correct. That's my opinion. So isn't that the same as the goals then? Your new resolution should be, I'm air quoting right there. Your resolution <laughs> should be internal. <laughs> it should be something so personal to you that creates the change so that you become the person you want to be. Yeah. yeah. And that's that resolution, the resolving of the yeah. issue, the problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. With, without that, it's those health resolutions you were talking about earlier. With, yeah. Without that motivation, internal motivation, desire, it's just a resolution that, you know, by uh, January 3rd is gone. Oh, go to a gym, go to any gym. And, and my wife and I've been part of gyms for a long time. And January and half of February, it's slamming. You can't even get yep. on a day, you think. And then at the end of February, first of March, people start petering out. Right. You're, able, you're able to get a sit in the a seat in the stationary bike. Yeah, the stationary bike. Yeah, right. Well, I worked at the uh, university. The uh, one of the local members of the gym on campus told me his favorite workout was in January. I said, "What makes you your favorite?" 
He's oh, it's great. I just walk around the, the whole workout space, pick up and re-rack all the weights and be left flat around. And they'll be gone in two weeks. And workout will go away. I love that. Yeah, find <laughs> but you're getting a workout, picking up all the weights, putting them on the rack. And, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's a famous yeah. example. Everybody seems like they uh, they want to lose weight that on their New Year's resolution list or maybe 90%. But it, mm. do you think it doesn't doesn't stick or doesn't grow or doesn't take root because they haven't really got a good why? Or maybe it's somebody else's why? I think or, people get wrapped up in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then they lose motivation. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to keep that motivation. That's again, that's okay. why I told lots of people what yeah. I was doing. So I would be held accountable. So I would be embarrassed when I said, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. Here's an interesting fact that I just find fascinating just along that line is when you do what you're supposed to working toward a goal, you like just let's take losing weight for instance. You pass. Why'd you, why'd you look at me when you said that? I did not look at that. <laughs> I was looking squarely at myself. Yeah. When, when you're going to lose weight because Jeff's fat. <laughs> Wow. You've been going Singular to the gym for years. I'm, good. I'm not going to do another Iron Man, damn it. I'm not going to do another Iron Man. When you pass up that piece of kit, there's no reward for that. You don't feel good. It's shoot. I didn't get to eat that and I really wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I can feel, I wanted it so bad I could taste it in my mouth. But I gave it up mm-hmm. because I made a commitment. Okay, it's... What do they call that when you don't get your reward for a while? Gratification. Delayed gratification is really, Marriage. really tough. Because <laughs> your reward comes after a multitude of the same action. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so important, like what Jeff said, to have have a, a, a way of accountability. If it's your if your friends, if it's your teammates, if it's a gold star or a check on on a chart, something that you can see that will reward yourself. That's where coaches come in. Mm-hmm. That and I think having a coach being held accountable to a coach once a week or once every other week or once a month, whatever you're doing, you got to be you're held accountable. Yeah. yeah. And and it's to your goals, and that's one one of the reasons that coaching works so well is that they they don't tell you what to do. They help you find out your why, your vision, what you want to be, and what your goals are. Um, so it, it's about time to wrap this up. Oh. But I'd like to go for each of you to oh. tell our listeners, oh. what is your top tip for commitment? Commitment to, to the, not to the goals, but to the aspiration, um. the transformation that they want. Make I would it say public. mine would be. Go ahead. Oh, you you want to no, go make no, it public? I, I was going to say, say make. I was going to say make it public, which is important for me. It would be keeping track of it, ha- having the data. Which I don't like numbers, but oh. when it comes to success, you have to have the data that says you are making progress, even though you yeah. can't see it. Yeah. So those little bold stars. Guess what? I did five workouts this week. I can't feel a difference, but I worked out five times. I know it's coming. What's there? So you got to have the data. So speaking to my fellow fat guys, I was part of a, a weight loss program long time. And every week I'd go in and there was a graph, one of those checker graphs, the little squares. And mm-hmm. every week that we'd put the date on and we'd, we, as many pounds as you lost, you, you, you covered in the graph, the squares. And it, so mm-hmm. over time I had, I love that being a charts and graphs guy, I love that stuff. That was awesome. Yep. But then I gained the weight back and now I'm fat again. How about you, Dr. Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of paper. Right. <laughs> I ran out of paper. Problem solved. 
I'll take a slightly different take on this. The commitment needs to come from, like we've said already internally, but I would ask our listeners to, to frame their goal in such a way that you know, they're answering the question, this is something I should do, or this is something I must do. If it's a should, it's probably going to fall apart. If it's a must, then get your milestones in order, get your measurements in order, and get after that thing, because you can do it. But if you don't think it's a must, it's going to be January 3rd, and you're going to go, that was cute, and I'm done with that idea now. Mm -hmm. Yep, love that. And and Jeff Geyer, how about you? Uh, Thanks, Myra. Uh, Yeah, along the same lines as Dr. Sam, my dad, who's been gone for a, a couple of decades now, started smoking cigarettes when he was 12 or 13 years old, back in the day in the late 30, early 40s. And he just, he tried numerous times. I, re, I remember growing up, tried numerous times to, to quit, just couldn't do it. And then one day he got diagnosed with lung cancer and he stopped cold turkey. Mm-hmm. And so what caused him to stop? It, it, it wasn't the lung cancer. It was the proper motivation that was an internal thing. He, he had the ability to do it because he proved after he got the diagnosis that he could do it. He just stopped cold turkey. And so along Dr. Sam's line, t- take some time, folks, to um, actually sit down and, and think about what am I? What are you trying to accomplish? Who do I need to be to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish? Don't just do it when you're driving on your commute to work or just in passing. I actually schedule out some time, a number of hours to really sit and contemplate. What is it that you want to be? Who is it that you want to be? What do you have to do to become that? And then if that's signing up for the gym or getting accountability, if there's other steps that we can help you through, but figure out who you want to be in the core of your existence. And then you can wish, want, need, got that. You can conceive it, believe it, achieve it. We, we can put all these acronyms um, and nice fancy sayings on it, but figure out who you are and then let's uh, find somebody to help you uh, get after it. That was beautiful. That yeah. Was I, I just want to close I, by, by saying that don't depend God. on willpower. It was so pretty. Because there's lots of reasons willpower doesn't work. White knuckling it and all of that, and then beating yourself up when you break your willpower. It doesn't work. Right, right. Unless there is there is a commitment, a strong commitment behind it, and that commitment is driven by who you are and what, why you want it, why and what your values are that drive that. So with that being said, we will close out for today, but we want to wish you all a very prosperous new year as you take a Real close look at what you are committed to this year. Better Happy New, New year. year, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.